One, two, three, four. Just another day at my dead end profession. I've lived day to day. Yeah, listen to some good old country records on the radio. Hell, yeah, what else can I say? Oh, Welcome back to the program, and we're all back together again. With me again is Dave Gallens. Hey, what's going on? And on the soundboard and heading this whole thing together, Mr. Robert Timothy. I accidentally did a pre-woohoo-woohoo earlier. You did. You're so excited. You threw an extra I, one in. I was so excited. I can't wait to woohoo. I haven't woohooed in like weeks. I doubt that. You're you're at home woohooing all the time. <laughs> Not this month. Yeah, I think that's the I think that's what the audience most missed about this. I did a couple <laughs> solo recordings. They're like, no woohoo again. Yeah. Fuck this. Yeah, and who the fuck are you pranking, Ryan? Anyway, so Bobby, uh, before we get into the, the main subject for this episode, uh, how are you feeling? Tell everyone what's been going on with you. I've had a one hell of a month, man. Uh, how are you guys, by the way, before I... We're only halfway I into the month, by the way. Wax <laughs> philosophical about myself. How, you guys been okay? I've been been okay. I, 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 uh, I've turned off the uh, the video on my end because... Or, or, or I've, I've minimized the video because I can't look at my fat face anymore, but... Uh, <laughs> Other than that, doing good. I just I, we just bought an exercise bike, so maybe I'll get some of this taken off. Dave, how about your fat face? Oh wait, Ryan, was it a Peloton? Is it going to be like reversal of that ad where Aaron's like shaming you into losing weight? <laughs> yes, yes. I, 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 you're going to see Polaroids of me crying. <laughs> Dave, how about you? How's the rest of the quarantine treating you? Oh, I'm fantastic. This is my dream world. Not having to interact with people. I love it. <laughs> I thought about that actually. I thought how much you must be enjoying it. I was enjoying it too. I, I was I was having a, a pretty good time, uh, except for about two months ago. I started having problems. Now I know it sounds like two, TMI, but I swear it makes sense later. I had had some prostate issues in the past six months, like prostate infections, and so I thought it was that. And it's basically where you can't pee, or it's really difficult to pee. So like. You know that feeling when you really have to pee and you're holding it and it hurts, and eventually you get to pee and it feels really good. Are you, are you talking about when you you have feeling like when you really have to pee and you're holding it and then you're finally like, okay, now I can finally pee. And then you wake up and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you ever see a toilet in a dream, don't use it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> so I, I was having those problems and I thought I had another prostate infection. And this time I thought I couldn't pee at all. Like nothing was coming out and I started getting worried. And finally I was like, well, I better go to the urgent care. And so I went to the urgent care and I'm like dancing around. I can't really pee. I, the nurse comes in and she goes, you know, we got to take your blood to make sure your kidneys aren't damaged. And then we're going to put a catheter in. And that sounds terrifying, right? And more so because I'm terrified of needles. Like I am, a, I am the most terrified person you've and, ever and met. And also right there, when I heard the word catheter, I'm like, I'd be like, yo, is assisted suicide an yeah. option? <laughs> I, where, where, where's our oh. government on that right now? Oh, Ryan, you're going to love this story because uh, what ended up happening is they took Want my blood. Uh, they, they took my blood. I almost fainted as I always do. And Did they take all of it? <laughs> nah, I'm just the I'm the biggest little bitch when it comes to needles. Ryan, we've we've just found out Bobby's weakness. Just keep that. Finally. Yes, yes. Just toss hypodermic needles at me. And so they took my blood, and I was like, oh, a little shivering and stuff. And they're like, well, now we got to do the catheter. I'm still in a lot of pain. I have a lot of pressure behind my bladder, and it still really hurts. And she said we have to do the catheter. And I was like, I don't know. I'm feeling a little weary about that. And she goes, don't worry. It, it doesn't even hurt when you get a catheter. I mean, you probably went through the worst of it with the shot because it looks like you're you you were so bad with needles. And I said. 
wow, that's interesting. It doesn't hurt. She goes, no, it's a little uncomfortable, but it doesn't hurt. <laughs> Fucking liar. So I'm sitting oh, there relieved, God. like I've gotten through the worst of it as I'm lying in this like ER room going, oh, whew, well, I guess I've, ooh, needle's done. That's it. And then she goes, okay, are you, are you ready? I'm gonna put the catheter in. And I was like, yep. And uh, I feel this like fairly uncomfortable thing at the tip of my penis, like quite uncomfortable. I was like, oh, whoa, 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 okay. Oh, and she goes, okay. And uh, I go, you know what? Um, in the future... I understand what you mean. You might not want to say it doesn't hurt because that is somewhat uncomfortable. You might you might want to say uh, it's not as bad as you're going to think it's going to be. It'll be a little uncomfortable. It might hurt a little. I like how Bobby's like, let me critique your job performance, lady who's in charge of my penis at the moment. Uh, yeah, a lady trying to put in a catheter. Well, then the worst words I've ever heard, at least at that point in my life, happened when she turned to me and went, um... That was the first of three antiseptic swabs before we put the catheter in. Oh, God! <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so then I had the other antiseptic swabs, and then she put the catheter in. And that's a pain that I didn't realize is, like, one of those things where, you you know, you're a dude, you think you're tough. I was lying there on the table getting the catheter right in. As they're putting in, it's kind of uncomfortable. And then it hits a level of pain where there's no holding it back. And you just scream. And I just screamed. Like, I informed every kid within three block radius of that hospital about every swear word that's ever been in the English language at a shocking decibel level. Like, I was screaming. And I found out the reason why was because while I had assumed and they had assumed it's I had because a prostate. You're pansy. Yeah, well, that too. He uh, found out they discontinued Coke Zero. <laughs> <laughs> they sent me a skinny nurse. No, it's like uh, we had all assumed I had a prostate. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> we all assumed I had a prostate issue. And your prostate is like eight or ten inches up your urethra. It turns out that I was suffering, which we didn't discover till later, from something uh, different in which your urethra essentially closes up. And that only happened about five or six inches down the urethra. So these people are trying to get a catheter eight inches down as hard as they can, not realizing there's a blockade at five to six inches. And so basically, they were just puncturing this catheter into the inside of my urethra that had closed up. And it was one By of the, the way, most... I just want to let you know, this is my least favorite category of Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It will be mine forever. Really? Top five for me, baby. Top five. <laughs> And then she just pulls it out and she goes, and she's like, I'm so sorry. It didn't work, obviously. She goes, I'm, it's so sorry. You know what? We have these different types of catheters called Foley catheters that hurt a lot less. Why don't I go get those? And I felt like screaming at her. I was like, bitch, why'd you start with the painful ones? Like, do you, you go for the spiked catheter first? What the fuck's wrong with you? This now, one's got barbs on it. So eventually the doctor comes in and he's like, so I need to, I guess we need to put the catheter in. And at this point I'd actually been able to urinate a little bit. And I was like, I don't know, doc, I don't think we should. Uh, I think I got a little bit of urine out. I could probably keep trying. He's like, nope, got to put the catheter in. I was like, but it really hurt last time. And that didn't seem to work. And he goes, don't worry. I got this. I'm, I'm a doctor. I'm an ER doctor. I know what's going on. And I was like, all right. I lay down. He goes for round two. And like, I, I didn't think it could hurt worse than round one, but it turns out <laughs> That jamming that hard part of the catheter into wounds already gouged out by the first catheter is actually more painful. And uh, at that point, like I stopped like screaming obscenities. Well, Bobby, also real quick, and Ryan is uh, he's got a lot of experience in healthcare, so he may be able to back me up on this. It's it's pretty well known that for procedures like that, nurses are way better at it than doctors are. Mm. 
So it Doctor's depends. not going to do as good of a job. I was I was just thinking, I was waiting for a little twist where he's like, by the way, just mid-procedure, by the way, uh, Mr. Timothy, I'm very familiar with your work as me and my, ner- my, my nurse here are both uh, very big in the flat earth community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now lay back down. What's funny is the second time when it happened, it wasn't even like I was screaming obscenities. I just had like a stream of consciousness. Like it's the delirium beyond pain where instead of yelling, oh, my God, oh, fuck, this hurts, which was what I was yelling the first time quite loudly. Oh, fuck, this hurts. At this point, I I remember I had watched a Mike Birbiglia special like a week beforehand where he had discussed. Why would you ever yelling his punchlines? Well, he he had discussed like going to a urologist for some reason or something. and, And I had been visibly uncomfortable while he was talking about it, much like Ryan is right now as I'm talking about this. And uh I at some point during the thing, I just started yelling, Berbiglio was right! Berbiglio was right! Oh, Kelly Clarkson! <laughs> Eventually, the doctor goes, ah, huh, this ain't working, and then just pulls it out, and I go and, I go and pee blood for the next four hours, and it turns out I'm fairly fine. I should have never let them touch me with the catheters in the first place. Uh, but they set me up to go see a urologist a few days later. I go in. He puts down a little camera down into your penis, which is actually pleasantly less painful than the first two instances. <laughs> Which is actually a delight. I think I'm going to go back next Thursday. Ryan, you've probably had this working in medical care. This was one of the greatest feelings ever is when I came in, the doctor was talking. He was like, I'm a little wary of this, doc. You don't know what happened before. And I was peeing blood for like two days. And he goes, well, let's not exaggerate. And I was like, no, I was playing bloody chunks for a day and blood for another day after that. And he goes, well, that that doesn't really happen with catheters. And I was like, okay. And then he did the scope. And as he did the scope, he went, oh my God. Oh my God. And he's like, see yeah. this, see this yeah. chunk of flesh missing right here? See this? You were not lying. Like the greatest feeling ever is the, the smug doctor going, really? And then coming back and yeah. like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, it never happened to me personally, but I imagine that was nice. Make sure that he, he puts the apology on the director's cut when he gives you the video. Yeah. So he, so he put the thing up there and he goes, oh, here's the problem. It's not a prostate issue. You have this problem where your urethra has essentially closed off. It's called a stricture. The only solution is to have surgery to remove it because eventually this can close up all the way and seal your bladder in. And that becomes life-threatening because if, if you can't evacuate your bladder every couple hours, it grows and grows and grows and eventually it can actually burst and if well, your bladder unless unless you stop drinking water and fluids <laughs> yes exactly if you just just become an ascetic monk and so he goes yeah and so if that happens uh and it bursts you, basically if you're not in an er right then you're pretty much going to die because all of your organs get drenched in urine and you're, you go through more multiple organ system failure and so i was like all right well that sounds pretty serious he goes yeah we have to schedule up the surgery it's going to be a pretty intense surgery it's a pretty big deal the recovery is three weeks with a catheter like a, a bunch of stuff and i was like all right and he goes okay so you know just we'll schedule the surgery and until then take it easy and uh i said okay and i went home thinking man that sucks i gotta have surgery but at least we figured it all out Bobby goes home and he's like, you know what? He said catheter. I think I might just take my chances. <laughs> About a week after that, all of a sudden I can't pee one morning again. And it's real serious. And I feel it. And it hurts a lot. And it is just one of the most stunning pains I've ever felt. Because imagine, again, think of like holding your pee on a road trip. Think of that last bit where it hurts so insane that you're dancing around. Imagine that Bobby, that's pain- what pee bottles are for. <laughs> imagine that pain for about two hours straight with no relief. Just like, it's it's unbelievable. And it gets so bad that I, when I, by the time I get to the hospital, I'm just, I'm just yelling. I'm like, I go, I sit, which is a mix between chemo and urology. And I'm just like, ah, like people are walking by. <laughs> just literally standing there going, ah. 
<laughs> the intake nurse is like, ah, there's a homeless guy with Tourette's here. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't look that different from a homeless dude. So eventually they did bring me back in there. The guy who's like, he, who brings me back is this poor little scared Asian nurse named Aaron. He's like, uh, come on back here. And I'm like, Aaron, Aaron, this hurts. Ah! And uh, he goes, okay. And he lays me down on the table. I'm just in an exam room. It's a regular doctor's exam room. He lays me down on the table. He does the ultrasound. And your bladder at full, where it gets dangerous, is, is around 600 cc's. Mine was over a thousand cc's. Ah! And so as he did that, his eyes just got huge and he ran out of the room. Now, again, be a doctor is too hard. I'm going to be a fireman instead. Bye. (laughs) Just a nurse. Just a nurse. Now, I have my pants off. So I'm wearing a shirt, but I'm naked from the waist down. Aaron goes running out of the room and I'm in such. Bobby normally calls it Tuesday. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in such extreme pain that I just roll off the exam table onto the ground and start crawling around screaming, wearing nothing but a shirt, completely bottomless, like a weird sadomasochistic fan fiction Winnie the Pooh. Like, just... As, scre- uh, or as I call it, a Tuesday in my house. <laughs> just just scre- for the record, this is my second least favorite category of Pornhub. Yeah. So uh, the doctor comes in, and he looks at me and goes, uh, Bobby? And I go, yeah. And he goes, your bladder is about to burst. And I went, yeah, 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 I got that. I, I'm, I'm gathering that from the Im- immense pain that I've been in for the past two hours. And he goes, well, here's the deal. If it bursts here we might be able to get you into an OR quick enough to get to save some of your organs, but you'll never have a bladder again, and or you'll probably never have a bladder again, and there's a good chance mo- many of your organs may die, including you, yourself. So we don't have time. So we don't have time for that. And also, by the way, there's no time for an operating room. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, lay down. And he said, there's no time for an operating room. There's no time for anesthesia. Lay down. I'm doing this surgery here. Uh, Mr. Timothy, are you familiar with the angel of death at Auschwitz? (laughs) (laughs) And so I laid down. No operating room, just on a regular ass doctor's table. Had two nurses hold down each of my arms. Uh, It was one of those like bite down on the strap things. And he pulls out a needle that looked like it's like a 14 inch needle. It looked like the needle that Quentin Tarantino rejected from using in Pulp Fiction because he thought it was too much. Like he's like, no, 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 that's that's too extreme. Ryan, what's the line from Hellraiser? I have such sights to show you. Yeah. Angels to some, demons to others. <laughs> also, Bobby, I, I worked in an ER for a while some time back, and I'm pretty sure that the ER doctors all get excited when something like this happens. Like Shit, listen to what we get to do. We're going to do this right here. This is fucking awesome. Yeah, it wasn't an ER doctor, by the way. This is a urologist. So he pulls this big-ass needle up over his head and just plunges it down into my abdomen, into the bladder, shoots blood and urine everywhere across me. Awesome. The doctor, the nurses, the entire room gets showered in it. Again, this is not an OR. This is like the doctor's room with the tongue depressors you go in like every six months to get a checkup. Yeah, but and, and Nurse Aaron was a big Gwar fan, though, so he was happy. <laughs> I'm screaming, and then he goes, all right, well, that was just to relieve a little pressure, and now we have to do the surgery. Um, I'm going to put some local anesthetic as we go, but you guys have been to the dentist, right? They give you the local, and then they walk away for five or ten minutes because it takes a while to work. And he's like, we don't have five or ten minutes. This will help maybe as you heal up. You probably are going to feel everything. But he then took a knife, and I watched a guy without anesthetic perform surgery on me, and it was 
one of the most surreal, bizarre, painful experiences of my fucking life. And uh, they put a catheter in through my stomach into my bladder and uh, then kind of stitched me up and sent me home and said, like, you still have to have your regular big ass surgery. Good luck with this. And try not to get this ripped out because uh, that's no good. And uh, then I spent the next week and a half trying to keep a three-year-old from ripping a tube out of my stomach (laughs) with varying (laughs) degrees of success. Uh, And then went in and got my big-ass surgery about a week and a half ago where they removed that tube and they went in and they cut out part of my urethra and sewed this other part of my urethra together. It was like a six-hour surgery, general anesthesia, whole nine yards. And uh, I've been recovering from that. So since then, which is about a week and a half ago, I've ventured maybe 50 feet from the recliner that I eat, sleep, live in my entire life. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So to be clear, you chose the pansy option for the second surgery. Yeah, I chose the anesthesia. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) Now I've gotten to change out my stomach catheter that pokes out of my stomach for a regular catheter that just pokes out of my pee hole and uh, a couple of surgical wounds that need to heal up. So I am uh, essentially an immobilized blob of nothing for now. Well, if you need anything, let me know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, do you have a functional urethra you want to lend me or? I do not. (laughs) I (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I got a urethra guy. So, anyways, um, little little something happened to me this last week. Um, I, I I I went viral again, and every time I go viral, uh, or at least the last three times, something bad happens. It just does. I, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with what, with what's going on with me, have you? Oh, I have for sure. Okay, so um, <clears throat> I've gone viral about four or five times, I think, something like that. Uh, like true viral, like tens of thousands of shares, shit like that. One that uh, video of me and Aaron did where I I, uh, I walk in on her performing a satanic ritual. After that one went viral, I started getting remember death threats from people from like Christian organizations. <laughs> Which is an ironic thing, by the way. It's like, hey, you're saying something against our belief structure. Because of that, I'm going to threaten you with something that's directly against my belief structure. Yes. <laughs> so that happened. Uh, another video I did uh, where I was uh, being one of those white guys screaming in trucks, the Graham, the Graham Lester videos. Uh, I, I became the number one Google search image for white guy yelling in trucks. And now I see memes of myself everywhere. Not of the flattering variety. It's just like, guys with small penis. It's a picture of me. I'm like, ah. So anyways, that's fine. This one was just the gift that kept on giving. So about uh, a week from last Thursday, uh, I posted a joke about carnivals. Basically, my, fr- my friend from my hometown was, was bitching online that uh, the OC fair was going to get canceled. And I commented like, oh, that's weird. I thought that anyone that doesn't care about jumping on a 41-year-old rusty roller coaster that's assembled and disassembled six times a year by a method with an Allen wrench wouldn't give a fuck about COVID. And um, I was like, oh, that's kind of a funny bit. So I posted it about an hour later, it gotten 158 shares. And I was like, oh, fuck. Cool, I'm going viral. That's nice. Now, usually, when something I I do gets like a, about to like a one or two hundred likes or like a couple dozen shares, I turn off the notifications. I'm like, whatever, cool. People like that one. I I don't need to be hearing about this for weeks. So, but out of curiosity, I went back like a, a few days later, thirty three thousand shares. I was like, ah, oh, cool. My joke's gone viral. That's nice. I'm gonna use this as maybe my opener when comedy shows resume. Uh, about, a, about a week later, there is a kooky little inbox 
on Facebook where anyone that's not your friend, their message just gets routed there. Yeah, and, and, and like the phantom box. I, and I'm like, all right, I actually think that's a good thing. You know, I don't want people I don't know messaging me whenever. I don't often check it because it's never anything good. It's just like some random dude go, like sending me a link and going, have you heard the good news? You're entitled to free money. Or it's... Check uh, out these Oakleys. Yeah, check out these Oakleys. Or it's a it's a profile picture of a nearly naked hot model with broken English, like, I like sex with men. You have sex with me now by clicking link. Or it's just some dude's dick. <laughs> so, I don't, I, I don't usually peruse it, but sometimes I stumble upon it, and I'll have, like, three or four unread messages in there that I haven't seen over, like, the last few. I opened, I stumbled upon it for the first time since my carny joke went viral, and there was about 80. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. And so I, I click, I start opening them, and it's all hate mail from outraged fucking carnival workers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking people like, you son of a bitch, that's the, you, you called our profession meth heads, you bastard. Like, just, just a bunch of them. Just all these guys with, like, like old fucking dude missing teeth. Picture a carny, and that's what the profile pictures look like. And so I just was going through them. I was having a ball reading these. Um... I, I, I picked a couple of my favorites. Uh, let's see here. This one comes from Jim. This this guy says, well, Ryan Shores. He puts my name in quotes like to imply like that's not my real name. <laughs> I don't know what, he, what he's going with that, but he went, well, quote, unquote, Ryan Shores. Meth heads is absolutely incorrect. And then he goes on to uh, on a like five-page ramble, so really he's not making his case with that. Meth heads is absolutely incorrect. Mandatory drug testing to get hired and also random throughout the season upon injury. No such shit going on there. First of all, I worked at the carnival when I was 19. He's a fucking liar. Yeah, I, I, I'm about to say, is his argument that, that people who work at the carnival are not using drugs? Because you've just lost that argument before it started. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen a carnival worker? You're a liar. Also, six times a year, referring to how many times I said they get assembled and disassembled, uh, is also incorrect, as is the age of the devices. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they're way older. Those rides are inspected e at each wear point. That's where the pins and retainers actually hold the rise structural components together. Every setup, unlike those rides you took tickets at uh, and ogled boob and upskirts on Knott's Berry Farm or King's Island as a pimple-faced youth are set up uh, once a year, I'm like... Why is this guy coming up with all this backstory from me? <laughs> he just he just uh, asserted that like I know who you are. You're that guy that works at Knott's Berry Farm. I'm like I also no. like that he's insinuating there's some sort of rift between these traveling carnivals and like established theme parks. Oh yeah, like, for sure. One of those dollar. is they're the one percent of uh, ride attractions <laughs> yeah. is the established oh, theme parks. That's so funny. Yeah, anyway, he goes on just pages of insulting me, like, Alan wrenches are not used. I'm like, I know, that's why it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, you guys just do finger tightening. You, it's you all torques, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like I, I almost wanted to send him, send him back, like, uh, uh, like a retort, like, uh, like uh, yeah, just, just the definition of hyperbole and how it's used in humor. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Alamances are absolutely not used, maybe on your childhood erector set, but not a traveling carnival ride like, ooh, showed me. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you know what? I think your response should just be like a one-word sentence, and it should just be like, okay, but how do you explain the sister fucking? 
Uh, I'll read some more highlights before I go on to my responses. Here's a few pages down. Let me run a few basics by you. Oh, please. Rusty Rides Run by Degenerates. I wonder if he knew this show. Uh, Rusty Rides Run by Degenerates don't bring back customers. Uh, Much like comedians that aren't funny like you. You may be a great comedian. I don't know. Never heard of you. Ooh, zing. And we'll never look into you because if this sort of quote-unquote humor is your stock and trade, it's not worth wasting my money or time on, which is very much the attitude of the parents of the carnival rides. And yet here he is wasting his time on it by spending all this time. Hold on. He's a carnival justice warrior. (laughs) (laughs) He'll never look into you. You've been canceled from carnival culture. I know. He he goes on to say that. I'll, I'll skip to the end. And hey, Ryan, just so you know, I've worked on rides and as an electrician from 1972 until 1997. So believe me, it's safe to say I know the business better than you ever will. Oh, gee. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Go ahead and talk shit about something you've demonstrated you have no discernible knowledge of. And hey, instead of eating that stick of deep fried butter you talked about your joke, why not stick it up your ass and let you help get rid of all that shit you're fucking full of? Um, I responded... <laughs> Not that it isn't an honor to be contacted directly by a cranky old man that used to tighten bolts on carnival rides 29 years ago. (laughs) But no one cares that you're upset. I'm not the manager of Hometown Buffet, and I don't care how you feel. And by the way, I looked at his profile as a Trump supporter. By the way, I just checked uh, your profile. What is it your Trump supporters like to say? Oh, yeah. Fuck your feelings. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good night, crustache. He had a mustache with crumbs in it. Anyway... Uh, I got a bunch of those, okay? So I went through and I responded to a bunch of them. Uh, not all of them. I just I, Ones that I could have fun with because obviously if they were upset about my joke, they were easily riled and they definitely were. This, By the way, Brittany said that I, I that I need to stop referring to it as carnies. They are part of the outdoor amusement business industry. That's a real quote. <laughs> <laughs> the outdoor amusement business industry? That sounds like what a truck stop hooker refers to their job title as. <laughs> I am in the leisure industry. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I'm like, all right, that was that. A week goes by. And again, I've turned off the notifications. I don't know what it's up to. 40,000, whatever. I wake up, I think it was Friday morning, maybe maybe Thursday morning. And I, I have some direct messages from some friends. And it's people, some of them comedians, some of them not, some of them content pages. And they haven't shared my joke. They've copy and pasted it directly and are passing it off as their own words. I'm like, oh, that's not cool, but whatever. And then I, um, uh, you know, I, I, I saw that a few of them are using it. Uh, they, they've gone viral themselves using my post. And they're using it to direct business towards their, like, one, one girl from Colorado, she sells, like, scented candles. She's using it to direct money for that. I'm like, well, that's kind of not cool. So for a few of them, I called them out. I'm like, hi, I'm the guy you stole this from, asshole. <laughs> and, and like, cause here's the thing. It, I, rightly or wrongly, and this is super petty of me, I know it, but I'd go to their, their page where they're passing their words off, my words off as their own, and people are saying, oh my God, you are so fucking funny. And people are literally responding, thanks, pretty proud of this one. Thought of it the other oh. day when I was driving past the old fairgrounds. Yeah, I saw that, dude. That's uh, so fucking obnoxious. I, that, that, that's what I, like, I had the Hank Hill, like, whoa! Like, right when I saw people literally telling their friends how they came up with it, 
and oh, thanks, uh, you know, <laughs> I just came to me. I, for some reason, just couldn't let it go. I couldn't let it go. Stolen valor. It was <laughs> stolen humor. So I, um, I, I thought it was just a handful of people because I saw 12 people. First of all, when I called them out, here is their argument that they didn't plagiarize. I didn't steal this from you. My friend posted it. I'm like, so you stole it from, from them. And you're clearly accepting all these compliments about how your intellect from your other friends in the feed. Like, I don't, I don't understand who you stole. The issue isn't who you stole it from. It's that you're taking credit for words that aren't yours and are now trying to use it to, to boost business for your little uh, shit-smelling candles or, 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 or just, you know, using an ego boost. I don't understand people like that. Like, it'd be one thing, okay, I, I, she didn't understand the nature of plagiarism because she's from Podunk, Colorado. Who gives a shit? But when people are, like, complimenting these people and they're smugly going, yes, thank you, I am very clever. Like, if someone comes into your house, their house, and says, like, oh, I love your furniture, they go, thanks, I built it. <laughs> like, if they see a painting on the wall, like, yeah, yeah, I, I drew that. Is that how they are? I wonder. Anyway, Bobby, what do you think? Uh, that's just people who want to take credit for something without actually doing the work. It's like anybody else. I always love those, those things like those internet justice clickbait things. If you ever go through it, where it's somebody claiming like either they photoshopped themselves into a picture with sync and they're like, oh, I was kind of the last member of sync, never really got credit for it. But like when people find them or they find, they use stock photo of like a dude doing a, a snowboard flip and they're like, this was my last ramp down at Big Bear the other day. And people are like, yeah. it's like the first thing you get when you Google snowboarder and like it's those type of odd people are weird because we have been around with the internet for like 20 years you know you're gonna get yeah. caught right like this is we're not in the wild west anymore you know that this is a quick google image search away yeah i don't want to go on a big tangent about this but fox news just got busted for photoshopping the same armed person into three different pictures of that autonomous zone in seattle but back to ryan's thing my favorite part of that was um one guy who had gone viral by stealing the post, he was actually promoting the post of some chick who stole it. Yeah. And in his sharing of it, he's crediting her. He's like, the inner workings of a brilliant female mind. How so ironic. I saw that one and I got on there. I'm like, so what, what qualifies her as brilliant? Because this is Ryan Shore's joke. And he's like, oh, well, she didn't know. And I've changed it. So I'm, I put Ryan Shore's up there. I'm like, oh, Ryan Shore started this joke. And so I went back to him, like, so what qualifies her as brilliant? And I went back and forth with this dude like a dozen times, and he never answered the question. He would just, like, deflect to other things. I'm like, how does it make her brilliant to take someone else's joke? I don't get it. Oh, that guy was particularly weird because he got, like, 200 shares from sharing yeah. my joke. And so he began, like, instantly thinking he was an influencer. Like, he's yeah. like, well, I'll, I'll put Ryan Shores on my page, and I'm an influencer now, so, like, it'll make him famous. I'm like, you're oh. an idiot. <laughs> That was one of his comebacks to me. He's like, well, how many YouTube hits has he gotten from this? I'm like, that doesn't answer my question. My question is, how does this make her brilliant? <laughs> yeah, because he left it up like, she's brilliant. He's like, well, because she shared it. I'm like, well, that, doesn't, that doesn't make sense, you fucking hick. <laughs> Anyways, so it keeps going. And what here's here's the thing that's like, um, I've, I said this online, is that when when I every single person that I called out, and I only, the, I only had the emotional energy to call out like five, because all of a sudden my friend John Green over from Alabama, uh, he was my wife's childhood friend, he's like, hey buddy, I just want to let you know, uh, I typed your joke into the search bar, 
and over 400 people have passed it off as their own. <laughs> wow. And so it's just, it, you'll, you'll never be able to, 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 to call them all out. And he's right. He's absolutely right. I'm like, so I had this moment of like kind of depression. I was like, well, I can't use that joke anymore. Like that, it, it's one of those things where if I say that on stage, it's gone so fucking far that's, that, that at least one person in that audience will turn to their date and go, I saw that posted on the internet. This guy's a fucking hack. You know? Yeah. So Dude, I'll, I'll never that's so get that weird back. Thing. It's like you've created a street joke. Yes. Basically. And that's I've such a weird a street spot to joke be in. That I can't tell, or I'm going to be accused of plagiarizing myself. Ironically, yeah. I think so, you should. I think you should uh, take the two problems and pit them against each other. Which is, you send infuriating emails back to all the people who messaged you about the joke originally, but with that, you go, okay, I'll tell you what. Fine, if you got a real problem, why don't you come fight me? This isn't even my real name and face. This is my comedy persona. I'm actually Jill Candlemaker from Colorado. Here's yeah. my address. <laughs> come at me, bro. So yeah, that's uh, and here's here's the more heartbreaking thing: uh, the five people I called out or so, all their friends jumped on me immediately, and they're like, "I don't care who came up with it. Funny's funny. Jokes don't belong to anybody. Who cares? What? Everybody steals from everybody." Infuriated. That is the that is the battle cry of the creatively bankrupt hack that just can't fathom ever coming up with an actually clever idea themselves. And so when they're caught plagiarizing, they just go, everybody steals from everybody. No, 90% of dunces steal from 10% of clever people. That's how it fucking works, dummy. Yeah, I don't even think it's it's that. I just think it's there's that guy's going to have an excuse no matter what. If their friend walked up to a baby in the middle of the street and stabbed it in the neck with a shard of glass, he'd be like, well, listen, not all babies are great, okay? So let's just stop pretending every baby is going to grow up to be innocent, okay? Like, that's the person who will make the excuse for anything. Yeah, it, it almost made me, like, reevaluate posting my material online at all. And and I'm still reevaluating it. Anything that I think would might make a good state. I mean, Facebook, I'm, I'm torn. Social media is how I, I test material before I even bring it to open mics. Like, that helps me with a be, have a better output. Because I'm like, all right, let's see if this is even worth testing at an, out, uh, at an open mic. So I can get more bang for my buck when I show up at one to test out material to see if I want to put it in my regular act. So that would cut down on that. And also it provides a timestamp. Like uh, if, if ever another comic and I have a same premise, I can show them the original Facebook joke minutes oh, after yeah. I wrote it. Like, all right, well, prove that you came up with it before July 12th, 2018 at 10.55 a.m. Because that's, that's when yeah. I wrote it. So if you have anything that predates that, I'll drop it. Otherwise, I think you should pay me the same courtesy. Now, though, like I, 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 this is a very new problem. What if I create a fucking street joke? And now... Arguably, that if it was if it went that viral, obviously it would have been good on stage, maybe. And now I, I, I've 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 cost myself that. So should I keep putting material out there? I think or not. I don't know. I think you write a joke about this thing, which includes the joke, thereby immunizing you from the the, the calls of being like a, a ripoff artist. And you could actually make a joke set about this thing happening to you. Okay, here's what I think you should do. You drop that joke. You quit comedy. Stop right you there. Get, I'm in. You get a job as a carny. <laughs> you have to understand what they have to go through and how hard it is to do the traveling <laughs> carnivals, you son of a bitch. And then you'll, ne you'll never want to tell the joke because of the lack of truth and depth. And, <laughs> by the they, they don't use Alan Wrenches at all here. 
So anyways, uh, it, it, my point is, it was just very heartbreaking to see how many people, number one, it, it was disgusting to see how many people just uh, are, are okay taking credit for other people's words and then accepting all the kudos and accolades for it. But even more so, they're defenders, which, it, which gave me a real insight to the world I'm living in, which is stealing is fine and you should be flattered. It was just a gross thing to see everyone take their side. I mean, my fans came after them, which was awesome, but then to see the retort, like, nah, he probably stole it. No one, no, no one in this life is creative because I'm too dumb to ever fathom that. Let's call it a fucking episode, man. I'm happy to be back. Ditto, yeah. buddy. Good seeing you guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. Cruising with the twos. Berbiglio was right. Berbiglio was right. Motherfucking time is passing by